This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Entiendo mucho más español del que hablo. That means I understand much more Spanish than I speak. And since I'm in a bilingual household, that understanding helps me decipher what people are talking about behind my back. But sometimes I have a little trouble with my conversational Spanish. I've figured out that learning a new language at any age really requires you to be immersed in the language. So that's why this year, in preparation for Spanish-speaking relatives visiting and travel to Spanish-speaking countries, I'm using Rosetta Rosetta Stone to sharpen up. Rosetta Stone is a trusted language learning expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. And why I think this app, or you can get it on the desktop too, is really effective. There's no English translations. You have to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. And that is the key. Rosetta Stone makes it an intuitive process. You can pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then eventually sentences. And they have this built-in feature called True Accent, where it gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Commercial Break listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash commercial. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash commercial today. Thanks to Rosetta Stone for being a sponsor of the Commercial Break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Pearl. You don't have to raise your voice. You pay you! I can give you half. You pay no bitch. Hey, don't talk to me like that, okay? I'm getting this crap. I want my money. You need to relax. Yeah, that's all. Uh-uh. I want my money, bitch. Hey, don't call me bitch. I'm a grown man. God, you're mean. On this episode of The Commercial Break. Does Jeff sell his tickets to Ticketmaster? He does not. Good for Jeff! <laughs> Fighting the good fight. He does yeah. not sell them through Ticketmaster. Mm-mm. Wow, he just sells them through like his own There's a couple ticket others. Platform. Okay. Like, there's like Eventbrite, there's another one, and another one that they've used. So yeah, no Ticketmaster. Yeah. So. I'd say put Kevin and my dad and I in charge of these tickets, and we'll figure it out real yes. fucking <laughs> This oh, is probably where all the drug use, you know, all my many years of drug abuse. I'm like, my body is wants to stick with the high. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so my head yes. is not letting me go to sleep. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that shit hits real quick. That's, that's what I said. I go, this is, I'm high as fuck. I've talked to the, I've talked to the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I talk to the younger generation like <laughs> fucking Ronald Reagan. I've been talking to the younger generation. my campaign the, stops. What's that? <laughs> Out of out of my train tour. Yeah. I, I've talked to the young people. Out of people. my steam train tour. I've been talking to the young people. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is my dear friend and co-host Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Kristen. And best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. How the hell are you? Thanks for joining us on yet another episode of this the commercial break. It's not for everyone, but fact, news, or fiction is guaranteed in 30 seconds or less. For your money back, go to the tcbpodcast.com website like so many of you have to collect your earnings that just aren't there. Because let's face it, you didn't pay us a fucking thing for the show anyway. Cheap bastards! <laughs> Well, I'm all fired up, Chrissy. Yes, you I are. Sh- yeah, I'm all fired up today. I'm all fired up. With good reason, I think. With good reason. Yes. But we'll leave that on. The- we'll leave that for a different time. Yes. Uh, so I'm fired up f- on behalf of so many of the people that I know that can't get fucking Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, it's a big deal. What a nightmare. And while I understand that Ticketmaster is one of the... Is one of the only companies that you can get tickets through. So let's. So, it's so crazy. It's been consolidated uh, again and again and again. So, we're, yeah, they're it. 
I just want to express my extraordinary frustration on behalf of all of these working class families that cannot get Taylor Swift tickets because Ticketmaster, for some undescribed reason, has decided to go to demand pricing on tickets. And they own the ticket contract for almost any notable venue in the entirety of the universe. Yes. Not just here in the United States. And it's time for the shit to stop. When I was a kid... You had to stand in line to get your tickets, or you had to call up on the phone where a nice Live Nation person or Ticketmaster person might help you walk through the ticketing process. You didn't even know where the fuck you were going to sit. You're just happy to get tickets. Yeah, we were getting tickets at like record stores, too. Yeah, you could go to a record store. You could, I mean, there were so many different Mm -hmm. ways to go get your tickets. And what happened was at some point, ticket brokers decided that they knew, they scalpers essentially professionalized the organization. And I know this because I used to do it. I did it for a couple, (laughs) for like a couple years on the side. I would like, you know, there's this guy that I knew and we would like, you know, sell tickets on the side, but we were making like a 20% profit right. now in the last 10 years, since this has all been, you know, webified, it's all online. Yes. The ticket brokers are making an insane amount of money doing this and Ticketmaster, rather than put a stop to it with all of the technology, sell them as NFTs, individualized codes, put your fucking ID, put your literally put your name on the ticket and then you have to show that at the front door transferable once, but you can't sell it. Instead of doing what they knew they could do to put a stop to this shit, they got in bed and became the broker. I know that's the craziest part. When I heard that a while back, I was like, wait, what? So they're in with them too? Yeah, they're in with them too. They are now the brokers. And sometimes the artists are in with the brokers too. This is Taylor Swift's fault. And this is Ticketmaster's fault. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to single out uh, Taylor Swift. Listen, she. Uh, no, I just, a lot of them do it. I just read a, uh, a statistic that Taylor uh, Swift would have to do 900 stadium shows to meet the demand that came in the door just a week ago when sure. the tickets went and on I sale. And I get supply and demand to yeah. a certain extent. To a certain extent. I mean, when tickets are twenty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand yeah, dollars for front row that's tickets. Insane. Fifty fucking. I mean, that totally takes it out of any kind of possibility for regular people to be able to do this. It, it's going to be corporations right. or celebrities or people that have the money to spend. It's the haves and the have-nots, and mm-hmm. I'm getting quite fucking sick of it. Regardless of whether or not I could afford an individual Taylor Swift ticket, or you can. Think about this. Think about the dad or the mom. Uh, who go and they work at the car dealership uh, mm-hmm. fixing cars. So the mother who's working as a, as a teacher, working at a grocery or, yeah, store or anything. restaurant. A teacher, yeah. And the Police cheapest officer. fucking ticket is $580. Per ticket. Per ticket. And that's not the broker the, price. That's the, that's the price and price. And that's the nosebleeds. There's a fucking nosebleeds behind <laughs> yeah. the stage. It's absolutely asinine. And I... I just have to say out loud, put a fucking stop to it, man. The first one of the first concerts I ever went to by myself mm-hmm. was a Pearl Jam concert. And I told this story before. Here's how it goes. Brian, since the day that he heard Eddie Vedder's silky smooth voice, <laughs> has had a rock hard on yes, for Eddie have. fucking Vedder. Yes, right? I love the guy. I think just Pearl Jam is just the, the cat's meow for me. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but it was mine. And when I was a teenager, I was greatly affected by their music. Like we all have that band or that music. It's musician. emotional. Yeah. Emotional connection. I got pubes growing out my balls. I'm fucking getting <laughs> testosterone all over the place. I'm crying for no reason <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, I ever, you know, I'm madly in love with, uh, you know, for Your no... goth girl. Yeah, with my goth girl. <laughs> and uh, all, I, all I can hear in the back of my head is, uh, you know... No way can do me <laughs> I don't know what he's fucking saying, but it's hitting me in the goose feathers. Well, you know what I'm saying? My, my favorite song with Yellow Ledbetter is where he actually says different things each time. There so are no it, lyrics to Yellow Ledbetter. That makes Just, it even yeah. more confusing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's stupid. I get it. But I like Eddie Vedder. Yes. Here's the point. They got. They decide that they're going to put on a tour right as their second album comes. It's their big, the big tour. Like the first album killed it. Then they were doing Lollapalooza. Then they go. They do their own solo tour, and they are playing the Fox Theater here in Atlanta. Capacity five or six thousand people. Mm-hmm. Very intimate venue, and this is the place you want to see a fucking concert. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's gorgeous. So they're going to do two nights in in Atlanta. They're going to do Saturday and Easter Sunday. And I think this is 1993, if I'm not mistaken, or 1994. Still known as one of the best live Pearl Jam concerts performances ever. (laughs) I heard about it. It is the fastest selling show in Ticketmaster history. Those two shows sold out in like an hour and 20 minutes because people actually had to stay in a fucking line to get the tickets. Mm -hmm. I 
do not get one of those tickets, but my twin brother does. So here it comes, Kevin. I'm about to shit on you. <laughs> so, and I love my brother, by the way, but this was, uh, this was an interesting moment in our lives. <laughs> Kevin buys the ticket for $22.50 with taxes, tag, and title. That's it. $22.50. Yeah. I know. Tickets used to be that cheap. That's how, they, that's how cheap $20 things be. $20 ticket. Now, back then, uh, $22 with inflation, $22 is like 160 <laughs> in today's age. But I would even pay 160 Like, okay, that's all right, right? So he buys this ticket. I managed to get a ticket to uh, Saturday, but he's got a Sunday ticket, I think is how it goes. And I just really want to go to this show. Yeah. And Kevin is like, eh, I don't really give a fuck about Pearl Jam. And widespread, brother, widespread. <laughs> I'm going to go down Shakedown Street with my friends. I don't give a shit about no Pearl Jam. Da 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 yourself, bitch. And I was like, Kevin, come on, sell me the ticket. Uh. $150. And I'm like, $150? Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, what are you talking about? Sorry, man. It's like, you know, everyone wants to go and I could probably sell it to somebody else for like, you know, 160 So I'll give it to you for 150 <laughs> The brother discount. Yeah, this turned into like a three-week fucking fight between me and my brother. So finally... We took it to my dad. We never took anything to my dad because, quite frankly, my dad was going to shit on whatever we said, or at least that was our perception of the world. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to tell, don't you dare, man, don't tell dad. I'm going to tell dad, shit, man, hundred and forty-five, brother, just for you. Fuck you. I'm going to tell dad. I go upstairs and I say, Dad, what? <laughs> uh, Kevin won't sell me his Pearl Jam ticket. What? What kind of jam? <laughs> I said Pearl Jam. Who's Pearl Jam? We go through all this, and my dad calls us both in the room. He says, here's the deal. Kevin got the ticket. You want the ticket. Kevin wants to sell the ticket. He should have the right to sell the ticket. But he should have the right to sell it at a reasonable upcharge because that's just the way the world works, right? Supply sure. and demand. He takes this as a lesson. He says, but Kevin, Brian is your brother. I know. And he really likes your Pearl twin Jam. Brother. Your twin brother. And he really likes Pearl Jam, and you, you don't give a shit. You came out of the shit. womb at the same time. Not around at the, the same, same time. time. Well, Seven whole right minutes. A, one right after the other. <laughs> <laughs> one right after the other. So my dad says, Kevin, I think $75 is a reasonable upcharge. It's a 300% markup on yeah, what you pay. Yeah, that sounds fair. That sounds fair. $75 was more than I wanted to pay, but at the time, I was like, fine, fuck. And so Kevin kind of got forced to sell the ticket for $75. <laughs> this is a ticket broker in action right now. This is what has been happening. But to an accelerated degree, I went to that show, and I had the best time of my life, and I'll never remember the $75. I'll always remember the experience. Sure. But if you are that that mother who's working at a restaurant and she's got a teenage daughter who's just dying to go to Taylor Swift, yeah. and you get in line and you can't get a fucking ticket, and God forbid you have to get on the ticket broker websites, which I did this morning because Astra always want also wants to go. Mm-hmm. It's a thousand dollars per ticket without fees, without fees, a thousand dollars per ticket you add in. to sit anywhere where you could even pretend to see Taylor Swift. And even then, you're still probably watching the whole thing on a video screen, right? right? But just to be in the room is, a, is an ordeal for a lot of people. And that mother who's working on a restaurant job and making six or seven hundred or eight hundred dollars a week in tips, th- that is four weeks worth of work to take her and her daughter to go. And I feel so much and, and I know this is so stupid. It's like, you know, white people problems, Taylor Swift concert tickets. But it's uh, it's macro of the micro that we just don't have to take advantage of everybody at every second. That's You know, we can be kind to each other. Like, Taylor could put a stop to this. Ticketmaster could put a stop to this. Corporations are not kind. They could all put a stop to this. I put more blame on Ticketmaster than I do on Taylor. But well, and I God guess the whole, the whole fiasco, right, was that... People were in line. They got on the site and they were in the queue. And right? they got kicked and out. And they waited and yep. waited and waited for hours. Five hours. One and of my then friends got did. kicked out. And then the next thing you know, all the brokers have the tickets. That's right. So then now, you were forced yeah, to then. Yeah. Guess who Guess who? Who managed to get tickets to Taylor Swift? StubHub. StubHub yeah. managed to get tickets to... And I'm not faulting StubHub for their business model. Okay, if there are people out there who are willing to pay tens of thousands of dollars for Taylor Swift tickets and can afford it, but there has got to be some... Just some like reciprocity balance. here. There has to be some balance in the universe. Taylor, sell your tickets at face value for $100 up in the nosebleed seats, 150 in the balcony, and 250 on the floor... 
and require that you have an like require that someone have a unique identifier each person that wants to walk in the door that's what they tried to do with this on sale pre-sale code but you know mm-hmm. what i learned there's a whole fucking website that ticket brokers pay for and they share these codes yeah around. i've seen those it's fucked up man fucked up yeah it's it's does, hard for just a regular person out there to go get a good ticket for a good price does jeff sell his tickets to Ticketmaster? he does not Good for Jeff! <laughs> Fighting the good fight. He does yeah. not sell them through Ticketmaster. Mm-mm. Wow, he just sells them through like his own There's a couple ticket others. Platform. Okay. Like, there's like Eventbrite, there's another one, and another one that they've used. So yeah, no Ticketmaster. Yeah. So. I say put Kevin and my dad and I in charge of these tickets, and we'll figure it out real fucking yes. quick. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if my dad was in charge, yeah. He'd be like, okay, you want to make a profit? Yeah. I get it. But let's be reasonable. 300% markup. And part of the problem is, is now that Ticketmaster for, on, for really... Uh, in-demand shows has thrown out the ticket pricing model altogether. It's no longer like seventy-five, fifty for this seat and hundred dollars for that seat. It's demand pricing, right? So the more demand that there is for one particular section, then the more that the yeah. price raises. Like a fucking airplane ticket, which is asinine. It's out of control. This is a commodity. It should be priced accordingly. You shouldn't have demand pricing on these tickets because no one. Will ever no working mother or father will ever be allowed to afford they won't be able to afford tickets to these concerts ever again. I know it's sad. I know I heard one story where the mom was saying this was going to be my daughter's first concert yeah. ever. She's a huge fan. Yeah. Nope. I nope. mean, they can't, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Fucking or you're going in debt. You're throwing it on a credit card yeah, you just know, to make your mortgage kid your house happy. to go see Taylor Swift. Yeah, and I that's mean, sad too. I mean, she's a, you know, she's all right. <laughs> she's all she's right. amazing, but no, the system's whack. She smells really good. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I tell you that story. I think you did. Ninety four nine when we worked, worked at uh, the yeah. country station, yep. and she had just had her first just album out. out. She came up to the station, and even then, she was a big deal. Like everyone was really. Well, she excited. was a big songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before she turned, uh, she's a big pro. songwriter before she was sixteen years old. <laughs> she was. It's crazy. Much. Yeah, people like that piss me off. How do you accomplish so much? I'm forty something. <laughs> I'm still trying to make my way in the world. Hey, why don't we make a a pledge right now, Brian? Yes. We go on tour. We're not going to use Ticketmaster. No, just it's you're going to have to get a TCB. Yeah, we're going to do unique codes. TCB.com. Put out sticker. (laughs) We're going to find somebody to help us with that. Well, we're still making the pledge. We're still making the pledge. We will not use Ticketmaster. It's an amendment to the sidewalk pledge. That's right. (laughs) The sidewalk sidewalk pledge. And then we added something else to it a couple (laughs) weeks ago. I can't remember. But now the Ticketmaster pledge of 2022 (laughs) is that when Chrissy and I eventually do live shows, we are not going to use venues that have Ticketmaster contracts. They all do, but... Well, let's be realistic about the kind of shows that we're going to be doing, like <laughs> Bob's Basement in Ohio <laughs> yes. is not going to have yeah. Ticketmaster. <laughs> right. When, you own, yeah, when the capacity is seven people, I think we can handle yeah, it. Yeah, we can. We'll have it at the local coffee shop. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even think we Java should... Java Vino. I don't even think we should shoot that high. Java Vino. <laughs> Starbucks, we just show up with our equipment. I'll take a venti iced coffee. Thanks so much. Who are these two idiots? We're the commercial break. Okay, get the fuck out of my store. I need a code for the bathroom. Can I get a code for the bathroom? All those Starbucks now, they have codes for the bathroom. Speaking of codes for the bathroom, I just... Uh, got my first colonoscopy. I shared that with you that I I was going to do that. So I figured. Glad you did. I'm proud of you. The prep is really. It's tough. I don't know why this really this whole process was very miserable for me, and I don't know if it was just because I was just being a crank about it, or if it was really that miserable. Because they have like a seven day, a three day, and then a twenty four hour prep, right? So seven days before you got to start take, you can't take any aspirin. You got to do this. You got to do that. Stop eating nuts and seeds and certain types of cheeses. Then three days ahead of time, no red meat, no ground beef, no complex carbohydrates, no no. It literally said this. It said, no fibrous vegetables. Which vegetables is not fibrous? <laughs> Which vegetables? Share with me that. <laughs> Am I right? Like uh, Potatoes, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's all right. But, but you know, yeah. this is one of that stupid diet. I can't have potatoes anyway. <laughs> yeah. So then I get into the. So I'm already kind of miserable two days ahead of time. On Saturday, you know, I've been on this diet because I got to get those fucking pictures taken for another stupid fucking website we're building. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> so. 24 hours before, or the day before, sad, I'm getting it on Monday afternoon, Saturday, you know, you really got to start this prep. I ignore the 
uh, just kind of ignore those rules altogether. And I'm like, okay, listen, I'm going to break my diet because if I'm going to have 20, 36 hours of no eating anything except for clear liquids, then I want something really hearty in my stomach right now, right? Yes. So I decide that of all the things that I could get, I'm going to go to the local, I'm not even going to mention which one it was, but like a, I'm going to say like a Moe's type place, okay. right? Like a burrito place. So I go to the burrito place. I get what I think is going to be a fantastic burrito, and it's just awful. It's disgusting. <laughs> that's the worst. It's the too. worst, man. <laughs> that you know worst. that's the worst is when you were expecting something that was really good. It's kind of like your last supper. Yeah. For a while, yes. and then it's bad. <laughs> I've been on this stupid fucking diet for you know almost a month now, and I've had no fantastic food whatsoever. I mean, I have you know I'm eating steak. That's great and wonderful. But even you get sick of the steak after a while. So then I'm so excited about this last supper that I've been having. And you're right about this. The anticipation is building <laughs> yeah. all day long. Your mouth I'm, starts. Oh watering. my god! I'm just Where like all I? day. I'm going to get it all. It's going to be great. Aster, it's like, what do you want? And I'm like, oh, babe, like, I'm just, when, when we give the kids a bath, I'm going to run out. I'm going to grab this. And she's like, go for it. Sounds good. Yeah. So I go, I got the cheese dip and the chips and the guacamoles and the whole fucking nine yard. And then I take one bite of that thing and it tastes like a rotten anus. It's just disgusting. It was uh. just disgusting. And I thought to you myself, chose wrong. I know. That's what oh. I thought. I chose wrong. Now, do I waste it? Do I throw it away? Yeah. Do I go back out? The kids are already ready for bed. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck it. I'll just, you know, I'll have some chips and salsa and I'll just call it a night. <laughs> so then by Sunday, when all I can have is clear liquids, I am a fucking moose. I am so miserable and I know that I'm causing everybody in this house to just hate me because I'm like, ah, ah. Maddie's like, will you play with me, Daddy? I can. I got to have a colonoscopy tomorrow. What's a colonoscopy? You don't even want to know. They go up your ass. <laughs> up your butt? And I'm like, up my butt. Go the whole day. Liquid, liquid, liquid. Gatorade. Uh, Astrid got this like, she got this bone broth stuff. Oh, yeah. Bone broth. Chrissy, it literally tastes like you're chewing on bones. Oh, yeah. It is Hence highly disgusting. I do not know how people get into this bone broth. People it's love it. It's really bad. I know. I can't really do it very well either. And I like broth, but not not the bone broth. You know how you prick yourself and you get like a little blood on your finger, right? You go like that. Mm-hmm. You know that irony taste? Yes. It, I literally felt like I was chewing on someone's foot. Like I was chewing because <laughs> it tasted like a foot and then it tasted like yeah. blood and it was just, it's I couldn't be really good for you for the it. collagen, but I, yeah, it's hard to get past the taste. Ugh, I'll take the collagen pills. Forget yeah, about exactly. it. Hey everyone, it's time for the commercial break inside the commercial break. Did you know you can dial 1-855-TCB-8383? That's 1-855-TCB-8383 from anywhere in the world, toll free. Text us, call us, leave us a voicemail. It's not spam. We will respond and we want to hear from you. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas. You want to ask TCB for our advice? It'll be horrible, but it certainly will be funny. Do it at 855-TCB-8383 or tcbpodcast.com. Hit the contact us button and shoot off an email directly to our happy bag. You too can hear all of the audio and watch all of the video from tcbpodcast.com and now youtube.com slash the commercial break. Our full episodes are on YouTube a few days after they air on the podcast feed and they're filled with visual delights you cannot get here on the audio version. Why? Because you can't see with your ears. A doctor told me that once. And please, if you have two minutes free, do us a favor and write us a review, subscribe to our podcast or rate the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps us get found by new folks who might be as strange as you. Let's hear from our wonderful sponsors and then we'll be back to this episode of The Commercial Break. Hey, everybody. I wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by our good friends at Lululemon. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and whatever you identify yourself with, listen up, because Lululemon is not just for yoga pants. The holiday season is here, Halloween is officially over, and we need to start thinking about the gifts we're going to give each other and ourselves. And at lululemon.com, they have everybody covered. I just got some licensed to train jogger pants and they are the most comfortable, the most cozy, the softest pants I have ever put on. That's no joke. There's a reason why millions of people across this country and the world have fallen in love with Lululemon. And at lululemon.com, whether you're male or female or identifying it some other way, you are going to find your style. And if you think it's all jogging pants and yoga gear, you are completely wrong, just like I was. I look on the website, they have polo shirts, they have slacks, they have shoes, they have socks, they have swimwear, almost anything you need for your entire wardrobe. Lululemon.com has it. 
Go to lululemon.com. Set the joy in motion this holiday season. Get cozy, get comfortable, get Lululemon at lululemon.com. And we want to thank Lululemon for being a sponsor of the commercial break. Go on, guys. Get yourself a pair of Lululemon pants. You're going to love it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm going to share that I've been going through a difficult time lately with one of my family members. No trauma, no huge drama, just a difficult situation that I'm trying to navigate. It's times like these when I'm grateful I've got a therapist that I can speak with. Therapy for me is the release valve. It's a place I can go and speak to an objective third party about even the smallest of details in my life. I've been using therapy for many years to help me navigate these difficult situations, but then to also work on some of the bigger issues we as human beings all experience. And I'd like to think it's making me a little bit of a better person. If you haven't given therapy a try, or it's been a while since you've been to therapy, I'd like to recommend BetterHelp. BetterHelp is designed to be easy, convenient, and fit your schedule. It's all online. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, and then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for any reason, no additional cost. Whether you're trying to work through some big traumatic event, or you're just having trouble getting through the minutia of life, therapy can help. You can start today and get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash commercial today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash commercial. Take a few minutes, prioritize your own well-being, and you can start at BetterHelp.com slash commercial. Get 10% off that first month. And we want to thank BetterHelp for being a continuing sponsor of the commercial break. Okay, so then we move through the night and... And then I have to start prepping, like at four or five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Chris, you didn't tell me. You didn't warn me just how intense this all would be. Yeah, like, wow. it's super intense. I mean, I gave you an overview. Babe, it's a gut fucking bomb. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was a gut bomb. You out. Dude, it was like, it was insane. <laughs> at first, it wasn't so bad. I was like, you know, take two pills, wait an hour. Well, then depending drink some on what liquid. you had in there, oh. that's where the... I'm kind That's of glad. why they try and prep you. Kind of glad I didn't. Like, <laughs> I didn't get the whole burrito down. No, exactly. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and you know how much I hate poop. And it was just like the whole situation yeah. was just miserable to me. So I spend the next twelve hours attached to that toilet. I mean, yeah, I really you have to did. Run in there. Oh my god, it was awful. So then I get. So then the next morning, I'm having this at two thirty, and they say two hours before, do not eat or drink anything, mm-hmm. right? Because you might aspirate, and they don't want you to aspirate. Whatever the fuck that means it sounds <laughs> sounds bad. I didn't want it to happen. <laughs> Don't aspirate. So my procedure is at 2.30. So at noon, I am so fucking thirsty. I've been shitting my ass out the entire day, and I am so fucking thirsty, I have to have something to drink at 12. This is, I'm still within the window. Yes. So I'm like, give me two really large cups of water. And man, did I down those so fast. Well, they went right out my ass. <laughs> but it tasted good at the time. Right. I get to the place. It's a, it is a, like you said, it is an assembly line. Uh-huh. of ass viewing. I mean, just asshole after asshole the, the whole entire time. So I get in there. They tell Astrid that you have to leave. You actually can't stay. You can't even stay in the waiting room. You got to get out of the building. Oh, right? why? Because of COVID? Who fucking knows? I mean, it's, um, is it really because of COVID or is it because you well, don't I got want to wait for sitting? Jeff, but nah, I told, didn't actually wait in the building. I went on a walk yeah, <laughs> around Astrid. there. So they're like, it's going to be, you know, two to three hours, but yeah. you, you got, you got stay close and we'll you, call you. Yeah, we'll call you. So then I'm sitting there, I sit there, and then they call me back at the appropriate time, and the nurse starts asking me a bunch of questions about the diet and medications and all this, and then she said, okay, when's the last time you had anything to drink? And I said, at noon. She said, how much did you have to drink? I said, two glasses of water. She's like, like, sips of water or glasses of water? And I go, glasses Glasses. of water. And she goes, okay, just sit here for a second. She comes back, and then like the head nurse comes over, the anesthesiologist nurse comes over, and he's like... I'm not going to be able to put you under for another hour, maybe hour and a half. And I'm oh. like, why? And he's like, because you drank two glasses of water and I don't want you to aspirate when I give you propofol. And I'm like, really? And so now I am totally fucking scared shitless about this. <laughs> I start texting Astrid. I'm like, Astrid, if I if something happens to me, <laughs> I start writing my last will and testament right. out via text. <laughs> I'm like, Astrid, if something happens to me, call Hoadley. She can do the show by herself. Uh, take the light, you know, do the licensing deals. I don't know. Here's oh, yeah. our attorney's phone number. Yeah. <laughs> And Astrid's like, shut up. Everything's going to be fine. <clears throat> so I wait an hour and a half. I'm so exhausted. I'm so weak. I just need, I'm so, I haven't eaten anything proper in probably three full days. And now I'm just like, I'm wasted energy. Falling in and out of sleep. I'm in this weird twilight. Finally, they come <laughs> back to get me. They're like, okay, let's, you know, let's, let's do, do this. this. 
So I get in there and the, let's do this shit. Yeah, let's do this shit. The nice thing <laughs> I got a, the the little thing in my in my hand. So yeah. the nurse says, "Okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you some numbing medication through your IV there. That's going to make sure that the propofol, which can burn, doesn't burn. So I'm going to give you some lidocaine or whatever it is." And then we're going to hit you up with some propofol. That propofol is going to put you to sleep. I want you to turn on your side, mm-hmm. ass facing the doctor, right? Yep. And you're not going to feel a thing. You won't know no. anything. You're going to go for a really nice nap. You're going to wake up. This really will only take probably about 15 to 30 minutes, actually. And yeah, I was the like, actual oh. procedure doesn't yeah. take long. And I'm like, oh, really? And she's like, if there's nothing wrong, yeah. 15 minutes tops, right? She's like, it's just he's just going to go up there, look real quick, and you're going to be done. But we're going to put you to sleep. So she does the whole lidocaine thing, and then she starts putting in the propofol. And she's telling me while she's while I'm watching this milky white substance go into my body, she's like, "You're gonna you're gonna feel it real soon, and you won't even know what happened, right?" But I can feel it. I can feel the propofol taking over. Oh. This is probably where all the drug use, you know, all my many years of drug abuse. I'm like, my body is wants to stick with the high. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my head yes. is not letting me go to sleep. So I'm like, oh yeah, that shit hits real quick. That's that's what I said. I go, this is I'm high as fuck. She was like, oh yeah, that's it's pretty good stuff. I did not fall asleep, right? Okay. I was just, I, I was definitely out of it. No doubt. Like my whole body was tingly. I was fighting this sleeping sensation because <laughs> oh I was having fun. I was high, right? right? And yeah. I'm like, I'm not sleeping yet. <laughs> so she goes under. The next thing that I remember, Chrissy, is a vibration on my ass, like a, right? Like okay. on my butt cheeks. <laughs> and I can hear somebody in the room is talking about Clark Howard. <laughs> Clark Howard, for those of you who don't know, is like a famous radio guy from here in Atlanta. Yeah, he's who, like a consumer, consumer reporter. Yeah. And he's very famous, very nice guy. And he's all around town, and everyone from Atlanta knows who Clark Howard is. So he looks like Jerry Seinfeld. He does look a lot. And in person, he looks even more it. like yeah. it. Yeah, you're right about that. So think about a Jerry Seinfeld like character, but a real nerd, like talking about like how you can save 60 cents on your groceries, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> and how to reuse your razors That's for right. like 10 years. Yes. <laughs> I'm never buying a razor again. This is Clark Howard with Clark Reports. Um, so, so I hear this. And I'm, I'm awake, and I can feel the buzzing in my ass, and I can hear this, and I go, I am the podcasting. I know Clark Howard. <laughs> <laughs> and the nurse is like, can you hear us? And I'm like, yeah, I, I know Clark. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> and the doctor's laughing. He's like, you're a podcaster? I go, I'm famous. <laughs> so the nurse is like, I'm going to give you a little bit. <laughs> she puts it, she yeah. puts a needle Give in the propofol. Yeah, okay. I back out and then I come back again. <laughs> and the, 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 <laughs> the physician's assistant who's with who's doing this, this procedure with, with the actual <laughs> gastronomist or whatever whatever he is. Yeah. He's like he's standing there and I go, Hey man, <laughs> I hear the doctor say something about, well, you definitely need a friend. And I go, Hey man, I'll be your friend. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can feel my ass cheeks vibrating. I don't feel anything except my ass cheeks vibrating. I'm awake. I'll be your friend. I'll be your friend. I'm awake while this is going on. Okay, so then I'm out. I don't remember anything. I Next thing I know, I'm awake. Yeah. My boy Teddy is standing there. Teddy, the guy who needs a friend, right? He's standing there. He's like, hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. And I am, when I wake up, when I come to realization, I am in the middle of singing a Megan Trainer song. <laughs> I am singing, you know. What? <laughs> Which one? Uh, I'm like, you can wear your Gucci. You can have your baby for town, but even with us, they go. Oh, it's so like, funny. The brain, the stuff you your look, brain does. I know. Yeah. So Jeff, he's laughing. Some funny stuff from he's Jeff. Like, he's like, hey, Brian, what's, you singing a Megan Trainin' yeah. song there? You, can you hear me? <laughs> I'm like, hey, Hey, man. friend. Yeah. I'm like, hey, buddy. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I got to tell you something. I've been doing this a long time. He goes, I'm about 10 years into this. He goes, I have never had someone talk so much during the procedure. I go, oh, shit, was I talking? He goes, you couldn't stop talking about how you're a podcaster. He goes, something about the break or something. I was like, the commercial break. He's like, that's it. Yep. He said it was like you were doing a show for yourself. He goes, we were talking and you jump in the conversation, but your eyes were closed and you weren't moving. (laughs) 
I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Oh, my God. Well, I'm proud of you for getting it done. So we're leaving. Astrid picks me up, and uh, Teddy rolls me out there, and he opens up the door. And Astrid says this, because I don't remember this part. I don't remember much of the drive home, but she said um, she said that I go, hey, Teddy, don't worry about it. We'll be friends forever. <laughs> Fun with Brian's ass. Fun with uh, anesthesia. Anesthesia, that's right. (laughs) That shit is good, man. Oh, God. He had a procedure one time, and I I remember going back into the the area where the nurse's station was, and, you know, there was this flooring that was kind of encircling the, the nurse's station, and Jeff was in one of the beds, and he was in front of it, and he was like, look, there's a river. And it's flowing <laughs> around the nurse station. Oh my God! Trails, bro. Oh, and the nurse was his best friend. He's yeah. like, that'd be meet her, <laughs> Chrissy. Me, me, and her were such good friends. Oh yeah. Oh man, yeah. I was really, I got really nervous about being put out. But what it actually was is someone was trying to put, just put me to sleep, sleep just to yeah. shut me just, up, and they couldn't. Yeah, yeah, just let us do this procedure. <laughs> yeah, I think I heard the nurse say that they had to give me quite a bit of propofol just to make sure that I was comfortable. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, I'm glad I got it done too. Yes. Like you know, you're at a certain age. I also have a family history of, of colon cancer, and that is why I'm getting it at well, such absolutely. an early age. Yeah, but he gave, he gave me the all clear, and he said, "Come back Great. in ten years." Come back in a decade. So, you know, we'll be on episode number 755,000. <laughs> Still making no fucking money. Yes. Still waiting for a page. That's right. That Still place. creating new websites. Still creating new websites. <laughs> We're going to make a new website every season. That's what we've decided to do. <laughs> they get more expensive as we go on. I wanted to share that I'm, I'm like totally floored right now at what's going on with our podcast. And I say this actually with a little bit of gratitude in my heart, and I'm trying not to be too funny about it. We, if you think back like a year ago, I think on average, maybe every three to seven days, we would get some kind of communication from yes. somebody. Yeah, it was very low. A new communication. Like there were certain people mm-hmm. that were interacting with us all the right. time, but a new communication would come back every three to seven days. And when we first started the show, Nobody. we had this thing called the break room. <laughs> we got like 150 people to sign up to the break room, but we really had no idea why. Like they, they, they never responded to us again. So what has happened over the last, I'll say like five months, and I guess it's kind of slowly happened. And now I'm realizing that trickle has turned into a literal waterfall Aww. of communication from our fans. And I just couldn't be more excited about it. And we're and listen, we do respond. Like literally Chrissy and I will respond most of the time to most people. And so thanks so much. Keep them coming in. We love to talk to you. We love to hear what our, our listeners are up to. We've gotten yes. a lot of Ask TCBs. And I'll get to that next week. I'm thinking that probably maybe even once a week we might have to address some of these questions okay. before they build we'll up. Sprinkle them in. But we had an interest. Speaking maybe of- we should have a segment each show. Where we do like two or three questions. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll get to them. Like we will. Whatever we, we say we're gonna do right now, plan on us on, not doing, doing it. the opposite of that anytime soon. <laughs> just, just so you know. <laughs> just just so a, for the audience. We're just knows. too lazy, guys. I mean, come on. It's hard enough to get on here and talk for an hour. But we did get I think I think this is relevant to the colonoscopy thing, and this just came through a couple days ago and or day ago. And I know this is uh if you're squeamish, don't listen to this story, but I have to tell. I have to tell. Okay, C, who is a they and them, all right? So let's be, I think this is the first time we have to be really aware, really conscious of how we address this person. Hello, TCB Podcast. My name is C. I identify as they and them, and I'm a big fan. I probably listen to your podcast for 10 to 12 hours a day since I am an Amazon employee. Wow. 10 to 12 hours a day. It's still going to take you 100 years to get through all the episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Killing time. (laughs) Christy and I record 10 to 12 hours a day. Uh, The two of you have continuously brightened my day for the last couple of months. Some might say I'm obsessed. Well, feel free. Be obsessed. Uh, You want to pay us? You have any any (laughs) money? (laughs) We we take Venmo. Uh, But I had a short, funny sex story that I thought I might share with you and put it on the podcast if you'd like. Well, we would like, and we are going to. For starters, I'm I'm a 24-year-old lesbian. Last summer, I met a man that was 39, and I thought I might see if I was just not liking younger men. In other words, they were... Curious. Curious. They were like, hey, listen, maybe it's just the young punks that turn me off. And I get this. Like, you know, young, older men are sexy. We're experienced. That's and, right. And we're like, 
I, I don't know, where like uh, an old leather couch you fall into, and, and uh, so are our balls. So there <laughs> you go. Uh, I am honestly not sure what I was thinking, but we started getting freaky a couple of nights a week. One night I had, one night, I had asked him to put his finger in my butt so I could achieve the golden goblet. What exactly is the golden goblet? I don't know. Is that like a dual orgasm? Anus no and idea. vaginal? I've never okay. heard it. Well, he did, and he didn't stick the whole fist in me or anything, but all of a sudden, he pulls his finger out, and something else came out with it. And I was, and I was mortified. That makes sense. I sat up, looked around, and wouldn't you know it, there it was, a little piece of myself down on the ground. Before I could even react from the embarrassment, I ran to the bathroom, grabbed some toilet paper, and picked it up. After that, we decided to just sit and drink for the rest of the night. Uh, not to bring up the forbidden, not to bring up the forbidden story that something had just fallen out of me and landed on his lap. Needless to say, I don't do much butt play anymore. Uh, keep up the positivity. Love you guys both. This is exactly why I stay away from butt play. It's because I... <laughs> There's nothing wrong with butt play. Yeah, Let yeah, me yeah, just yeah. say, each to their own. I'm talking about my butt play. anybody wants to do, but there's ways to do it. And you have to prepare as in... Like a colonoscopy. Yes, correct. That's right. I've read stories from, you know, porn stars and magazines and different, you know, just across the web. And I remember reading a blog where this one with this one porn star who does a lot of butt play totally gave, you know, she's like, I, I have to eat only this and um, then, you know, do the, the uh, cleansing ah. before that, before d- 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 the day before we shoot. So it makes sense. Okay. So, <laughs> so if you want to do butt play, go for it. Listen, I've, do it, you know, know how to do it. I like to be, I, I'm, I'm all about whatever. I'm yeah. really open-minded. But the number of times in my life where, first of all, I, the butt play with me is a no fucking go. I'm not cleaning myself out like a colonoscopy so that we can have a couple <laughs> fingers in my ass. But the couple times where I have been involved in butt play with someone else, mm-hmm. it just wasn't pleasurable for me. Like, at the end of the day, and it, that's just me, right? It just wasn't all of that fun. And this is the kind of thing that I that like I'm fearing is that it's just going to get becoming like kind of a nasty mess. <laughs> and I have heard from so many different stories that I've read and porn stars, you know, talking about this, that they do have to do quite a bit of preparation yeah. before any of this happens. Yeah. Would you really want to prepare for a full day and a half in order to get freaky like that? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I just Each went through to their this. own. Each to their own. But I just went through this. I don't think there's anything Some pleasant about it. Some people find it very pleasurable to do the boat place. So... If you I, want to do it, just know how to do well, it. Well, listen, I see, Cleanly. knock yourself out. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, I, I like that C has the open-mindedness to not just, like, shut down everything. Yeah. They might identify as a lesbian, but they're saying, let's give it a try. Let's mm-hmm. go give it, let's go. I think this is what's interesting about the, the generation that's coming up. They, um, they identify as younger, right? Right. Or, or they say they're younger, mm-hmm. like in their 20s. I, they're open. They're open-minded. Well, I feel like, honestly, I feel like everybody in the world has to be on a spectrum of... Sexuality? Of sexuality. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Some people are going to be way one way. Some people are going to be way the other. And there's going to be gradients in the middle. And there's so many gradients. They all seem to be open. Great. I've talked to the, I've talked to the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I talked to the younger generation like <laughs> fucking Ronald Reagan. I've been talking I to the younger generation. Oh, my campaign the, stops. What's that? <laughs> Out of... Out of my train tour. Yeah. I've talked to the young people. Out of people. my steam train tour. I've been talking to the young people. I took my Model T to the McDonald's. McDonald's. But when I've spoken with the younger generation, like teenagers, they are so open-minded, totally. most of them. We have two. About what sexuality means. Yeah, we and have two of them, and they're very open. I think that's great. Like I think it's who fucking you gonna great. Like, love who you're going to love. I think Doesn't our matter. generation kind of... Set the tone a little bit because yeah. we didn't get all upset if someone, you know, gay, you're gay. Okay, great. Whatever. Right. Whatever. Enjoy yourself. And I just don't think we gave a shot because it didn't really seem like it was significant who you loved or no. who you did things with. That wasn't really terribly like it wasn't it wasn't a thing you really thought about. I didn't anyway. That's no, how I either. was raised. 
Now, butt play, on the other hand, that's a different <laughs> thing altogether. Oh, butt play is the least of the things that can get crazy. Oh, my God. Did I tell you about that one, uh, one tantric yoga seminar that I went to, and they were literally asked some of the people in the class to stay back so they could do a live prostate massage. Oh, God, you did tell me about that. I've seen that before, too. I mean, not... You've seen, seen prostate no, massages? No, but you know, like HBO or different things over the years have had oh, those, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know... They they investigate those kind of things and do documentaries about them. And yeah, I've real seen sex. That. Yeah, real well, sex. That real show sex was, was awesome. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That show was. Awesome. I love that show. Uh-huh. I love that show. I think that I actually think that they should. That they have it out on HBO Max. Like you can go watch all the okay. old shows. But there are probably a hundred. If you have HBO Max and and you're younger and you haven't seen this series called Real, real sex. sex, go watch it. It's it was really quite forward at the time. It really was. And it's all it about up everything. a lot of doors. Yeah. Anything to do with sex was That's mentioned. where I learned to have sex, actually. I just, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> real sex. I used to watch the little squiggly uh-huh. lined real sex in, in my room. But yeah, they, they did show a lot of that stuff, like the, a lot of that kind of... Courses um, that people take. Yeah, the tantra. colonies. Anal or, sex. Yeah. Lesbian or Bondage. gay. Yeah. Uh, setting your nipples on fire, right. which is the There's thing a, I like uh, to do. Speaking of spectrums, there's a whole spectrum. There's a whole spectrum. <laughs> anything, that you, re- yeah. anything you're into. I remember watching, uh, either it was a real sex or it was some kind of other special about guys, maybe it was Vice, guys who like to have their balls destroyed. Like they yeah. literally like women taking high heels and kicking them in the nuts repeatedly we, and they get off on that. Well, and I know, and then there's the, something that I had not heard about, but there's a Netflix show about it was, it's called Killer Sally. I don't Killer Sally. No. Yeah. So this uh, woman was a major bodybuilder. So she was like really. Oh, I, I saw the bodybuilder. She's yeah, married okay, okay. to a major bodybuilder. They had a very tumultuous relationship, but something, and it's a really sad story actually that comes out in the end. He dies, but not to spoil it. Not to spoil it. Anyways, but you can see the story unfold how things happen. Is it a documentary? Yeah. Okay. It's a well, yeah, it's a documentary, and so they interview her, and they interview the kids and friends and people. But side note to this is that this like undergroundy kind of thing. I didn't realize was a thing that guys, some guys like to get women bodybuilders. And and have them wrestle them oh. and throw them around. Oh, and they pay for it. Well, that sounds kind of hot, yeah. actually. Uh, <laughs> well, lube see, me up and throw me around the room. There yeah. you That tickled your fancy. <laughs> I can ba- barely, I can barely hold up twenty pounds on my own. I'm just gonna get beaten up by some, yeah. some uh, bodybuilding woman. Wrestling them around. Yeah, listen, everybody, every, and we talk about sex. I, one time I, I was talking with my wife and she's or I was talking with Tina. Tina was like, you talk about sex so much on that show. And I'm like, that's not true. We don't always talk about sex. And she's like, it's literally every episode, <laughs> Brian, is, every episode you're talking about some Whether form it's of the sex. show or our, our, our show or the way that we're <laughs> yeah. talking. OK. All right. All right. Fair enough. So <laughs> the commercial break has a little sexual content. in it. <laughs> but see, I know you're not asking for any advice, but I say good for you. I think I think that what I take from this story is try new things, try new things. And, you know, if they don't work out. And I also told C this in my response to to them. I told C that the one thing that I really liked about this story, the one thing I really liked about the story was that the older man took this all in stride. And I think that says something about folks who have a few miles under their feet, which is, True. you know, you see things and you're like, oh, okay, well, it happened. What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Going to cause body. a big scene? Yeah, but I could see how like a younger, like younger buck right. might get all upset about this, yeah. right? Tell all his friends, post it on Instagram, you know, make a big fucking deal about it. Yeah. This guy... Took sounds like stride. he just took it in stride let's have some because more drinks. that's what us older men do because you know what we're probably not going to get laid anytime soon so <laughs> we're having fun with it while it lasts all right see keep on trucking love you mean it thank you to everybody who's been writing and calling and texting uh i don't know what to say i'm just like i'm grateful i guess yeah we are definitely yeah, grateful. thanksgiving as the Thanksgiving week rounds it's fuel. the corner it's fuel for us to keep doing this you know that's exactly what i've said to some people mm-hmm. i'm like this fills our cup. It does. It's a lonely venture that Chrissy and I have a terribly <laughs> great time sitting in this studio, but it's a lonely venture in the sense that we send it out to the world. And yeah, for we don't know. at least a year and a half of the three <laughs> years we've been doing this show, yeah. there were a few people like Hardcore, you know, Tina, Will the Champ, Marianne, Roxanne, Roxanne who really just kept us going yeah. by writing us a note every once in a while and saying, great job. Yep. Right. And now we're hearing it. 
I know. Hundreds of months, hundreds, you know, once every hour. So thank you very much. You two can write in, text us. I promise one of us will respond. One of us here at TCB will respond. And that's 855-TCB-8383. 1-855-TCB-8383. We'll pick up the charges anywhere in the world. We had someone that texted us from Kampala, which is in Ooh. Africa. And we'll talk about that text message uh, when we do another Ask Exotic. TCB. So go to TCB website, tcbpodcast.com website. You can hit the contact us form. You can also contact us that way. And remember, 661 Bestio still works. So if you got that stuck in your head, do yep. the 661. We're unnecessarily paying for new <laughs> websites, many different phone numbers. And an Instagram page we never post on. <laughs> but I do want you to go to YouTube.com slash The Commercial Break. So many of you talking about that Commercial Break YouTube channel, too. Uh, it's different. So there's visual elements that get put into the show yes. that just add a whole nother layer of hilarity. Morgan does such a great job. And I want to thank Christina, our brand new audio editor, our audio producer. She's also doing a great job. I agree. So now I can actually see my family at night. Which, I you know. know. When you have a family, it's nice to see them every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, and, yeah, you know what? What else can I say today, Chrissy? I think Chrissy? that's it. I think there's only so much butt play we can talk about <laughs> in one episode. Too. We'll have to save it for another episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so from my ass to yours, Chrissy, uh, I guess that's all, uh, that's all we can do today. That's all we can do. So I will say that I love you. I love you. And we love you, see? Best to you. Best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. (laughs) Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say, Mm, bye. This episode is sponsored in part by Squarespace. Back in 2020, when we first started the commercial break, Astrid and I would pick up consulting jobs helping other quote-unquote creative types get their podcasts up and going. And one of the services that we offered was to build them a website. I used the word build, but that may be overselling what we did because we used Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting a new business, you're a creative type that needs an outlet, or you've had a business for a while and and need a new web presence? Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything on your terms. I used to work in the internet marketing business, and one of the things that I sold at that business was search engine optimization. Search engine optimization could cost tens of thousands of dollars a month, but Squarespace has SEO tools built into the platform. And another thing I really like about Squarespace is their ability to help you build a course that you can market and sell online. Plus, you're going to need to get paid for that course, and Squarespace has all the payment tools built in. Go to squarespace.com right now for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash commercial to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. And thanks to Squarespace for being a sponsor of the commercial break.